0: So, when you're constantly nagging at yourself, I do this many times a week now, especially at night. When you're like, stop being an impatient mama, focus on being patient, make sure that you're staying calm, take some deep breaths. And all I want to do is just scream on the inside because you're like trying to tell yourself to do something. You're like, no, this resistance to what I'm actually feeling right now, when I keep pushing against it, it's making me feel a lot worse. And it's bottling up this energy and it's going to come out bad at some point.
1: I'm Amy. Today, we wanted to dive into the topic of toxic positivity. In the American culture, we definitely value positivity, but the question lately has been, have we taken it too far? The phrase toxic positivity showed up on my radar in the past couple years, and today we wanted to dive into what it means and what it means for us as women that are trying to navigate life. So I read an article in preparation for this episode, and it was entitled Toxic Positivity, The Dark Side of Positive Vibes. And that was written by Samara Quintero, who is a licensed marriage and family therapist, and Jamie Long, who is a doctor of psychology. Here's a quote from them. We define toxic positivity as the excessive and ineffective overgeneralization of a happy, optimistic state across all situations. The process of toxic positivity results in the denial, minimization, and invalidation of the authentic human emotional experience. Just like anything that is done in excess, when positivity is used to cover up or silence other parts of the human experience, it can become toxic because we're not allowing ourselves to feel all the feelings that come with the human experience. We're suppressing them and repressing them, and it just gets to a place where it really is not healthy. Well, and with all of this, the human
0: experience is having that full range of emotions. And I think so many of us, we're ingrained in our mind to be happy, to be joyful, to be grateful, to be all the things that are just one emotion, and that's happiness or positivity, when there's so much more to it. And Carla Lowenthal, so she's been on our podcast before, guys. She's episode 36. She says it really well. She says, resistance makes the thought grow stronger. And I'm going to say that again. Resistance makes the thought grow stronger. And what this means is that when you push against the thought, it really makes that thought just so much more powerful. And it also makes all the emotions, all the reactions that follow that thought also become bigger. If we keep pressing them down, maybe on the outside, they don't look that big, but on the inside, they are gaining strength. And at some point they do need to come out. Um, And that's when it makes it really difficult because it's much, much harder to rein them in. And I think about this right now, especially almost every day with sleep. So I'm not sleeping well, which I didn't we will, know that. I know. We're going to talk about it later on in this episode. I added some notes in. We were going through this. <laughs> oh, and surprise. then I'm like, <laughs> as I'm going through this, I'm like, this is the biggest part that it's showing up in right now. Like, my, my sleep right now isn't great. I'm always tired. Even when I get a good night of sleep, I feel like I'm still waking up constantly, which is meaning that I'm not getting like consistent sleep, which we all know with like newborns that happens, but it's way past the point of Owen having the newborn sleep and I'm still not feeling alert and alive and awake but when i sit there and it's two in the morning and i'm like abby fall asleep abby calm down abby go to sleep close your eyes you can sleep it makes it even harder to calm down and it makes it way harder to actually rest I also think about this with impatience. So when you're constantly nagging at yourself, I do this many times a week now, especially at night, when you're like, stop being an impatient mama, focus on being patient, make sure that you're staying calm, take some deep breaths. And all I want to do is just scream on the inside because you're like trying to tell yourself to do something. You're like, no, this resistance to what I'm actually feeling right now, when I keep pushing against it, it's making me feel a lot worse. And it's bottling up this energy and it's going to come out bad at some point. So like overall with all of this, I feel like many of us are conditioned and it feels good. It feels empowering to have that 10-step process or the scripts that you can say to make you get through a situation when in reality, sometimes you just have to sit with it. Like you have to feel the feelings. You have to be in that situation instead of trying to
1: mask it with something else to cover up. You know, and life is so fluid. So there's times where things are feeling very positive and things are going your way. And there's times when it's the opposite and, mm-hmm. and it can feel like things really are not going your way. So that is what I experienced this year. And it has been a very vulnerable year for me. A lot of us, like a lot of us went through a hard season, everything that happened with the pandemic. But then on top of that, I had some personal hardships that I have been dealing with. And as someone that really values empathy and honesty, I knew I couldn't show up every day on Instagram or come to this podcast once a week and not let people know that things were not so glossy right now for me. I wanted to be honest because I know that I'm not alone in the human experience of having a hard year or an off year. And that's why it's important to bring these conversations to the forefront because it is vulnerable to be not positive all the time because it feels like positivity is um, very well liked, like literally and figuratively. So to not feel positive is hard and it's, Mm -hmm. it's rather new for me. I also knew that my friends and my followers might try to fix it for me. But sometimes the only way through is through. And I was talking to my therapist, Kristen, about this. And she said, time, tears, and talking are the way through. Notice she didn't say, finding the silver lining or fake it till you make it or smile more was the way through. She said, time, tears, and talking.
0: I feel like I want that tattooed on my wrist right now. Like that that's good. It, it, it's simple too. Like it's not 27 steps. It's very, very simple, but you do have to do those things. I mean, Amy, like some of us are natural born fixers. Like as you say this, like it feels good for us to make those changes in our own life. It feels good to be like, oh, I have have something that can help you. Like it feels good, but sometimes that's not the best. It's not the best because it's covering it up instead of actually just sitting with it and letting it be and understanding the full picture before rushing in and trying to fix it.
1: Yeah, and we experienced that this year. It was like a yin and a yang because I was going through a tough time and Abby always has solutions. Mm -hmm. Like that's just where her mind goes to. And sometimes I was like, "But Abby, like that's not that's not what I needed <laughs> like I just yeah. wanted you to listen
0: and yeah. sit, and that can be the most powerful like sometimes not doing anything can actually be the most powerful like in in an age and with some personality types, like going and moving feels good when sometimes like no, just sit and be it's uncomfortable that lack of action can feel so uncomfortable, but sometimes that is the best. And I feel like we're being bombarded. Like we're being bombarded with different words. The world is constantly chirping in our ear. But to listen to what the world is actually trying to say to us. So if something is, I mean, audiobooks, podcasts, courses, they can be really good. They yeah. can be amazing. And they we be love empowering. them. Yes, we love, love, love those things. I do them multiple times a week and feel so great afterwards. But sometimes you have to sit afterwards and just be like, what does this mean to me? Like as a human being, what does this mean to be? As a mother, as a wife, like what does this actually mean to me instead of what is the world trying to say? And for us to try to fit into the mold that the world is actually trying to put on us. Sometimes life is really hard, and we both experienced that this year. Much of our community did did as well, and it's to a point where we didn't think it was a service to only share the positive things, like to share the hard stuff was the only thing that we could do in order to really show up for our community, and this year also taught us that there were events and feelings that were going to demand being felt, and we do this, and we share these things not only because we don't want people to feel alone in their challenges, but also because it doesn't feel true to our own core values if we're not being honest. And in total transparency, there were several times this past year where I wouldn't have been able to show up with any content if I was only showing a smile and only showing the sparkly and the wonderful and the unicorn everything because there was so much hard. There was so much hard. And I remember getting DMs couple different times but I remember getting dms during one one period last summer where people were asking hey are you okay like are are you really okay like honestly and I remember I would just say no no I'm not like and that's that's all it needed it didn't need to be no not yet I'm getting there no I'm I'm working on it I'm gonna be doing this or no I can see all the good in all of this but still it's really really rough it was just no no right now I'm not okay
1: yeah, and it is hard because we have been so conditioned to not be a downer or right. a drag onto our friends or onto our community. So releasing ourselves from not feeling like a downer is a process that I think a lot of us are starting to go through. Um and sometimes it feels like you're running up against the choice and And the choice is a, should I be honest and vulnerable about this or B? Should I just pretend that I'm fine and that everything is going well? In the same article that we mentioned above, and we'll link it for you guys, the authors shared one way that we can start to clue ourselves in on this. Ask yourself, if they knew blank about me, what would they think? Or something I wouldn't want in the world to know about me is blank. And those can kind of serve as some prompts where you can start to learn more about yourself.
0: So when I think about those prompts, Amy, and the something I wouldn't want the world to know about me is, I think I would have to answer with one of the conversations that I recently had with my therapist. So I think people throw around the word anxiety right now. Like people throw it around, like, I'm anxious. I have anxiety. Like, Just a a talking point. (laughs) And people are okay with that word. Yeah. But the word depressed is a word that is harder. It's harder to talk about with friends. It's hard to talk about family. It's definitely harder to talk about in front of thousands of, of women who you haven't gotten the chance to like really meet one on one. And at my initial visits with my therapist, so I switched to a new therapist. Um, we use BetterHelp, which you guys know we love BetterHelp. Mm-hmm. Like we can have these conversations with your BetterHelp therapist anytime you you need to. Um and it's been really nice because I've been able to check in with her on like during the week. So we meet weekly. And in those first couple of meetings, she was saying, like, you definitely have some anxious tendencies, like, definitely mm-hmm. not depressed, you don't have the the procrastination, you're not very slow moving, the unmotivated part, like, those aren't pieces that really come along with you. I'm like, yeah, 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 like, depressed, no, 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 definitely not. But as we got deeper into our relationship and we continued to ask more and more questions, she brought up the word again. And even though I wasn't showing those typical signs, they were almost manifesting themselves in the opposite effect. Mm-hmm. So instead of being unmotivated, I was like checking more things off my list. And instead of procrastinating, I was compensating with even more action, even faster action. And at first I'm like, no, like depressed, like that's not me. Like that's not who I am. But then as she started going through them, I'm like, well, maybe that is something that is going through my mind right now. And a mutual friend of ours, I know that she also talked with her therapist and she brought up like, hey. I'm feeling depressed, or like I think that you have some depressive tendencies. And her initial reaction was, wow, what a relief. Like I know what to call this. And that wasn't my that wasn't my immediate reaction. Like what a relief wasn't my immediate reaction. It was more of like some pushback and some curiosity around it. Like, not that I couldn't be depressed, but definitely just some curiosity around, really? Is that what's going on? And I think about this with, and I brought this up at the beginning with just not sleeping well. And I think that sleep and like when your body is actually at rest is a really, really good way of telling your mental health issues because you can cover up your daily life with action. You can put your mind and body into action very, very easily. But when you're actually at rest, that's when I think your true emotions and what's going on the on and the inside can start to shine. And I think that's what's going on with sleep. Like if you're not sleeping really well or if you can't sit still like amy's always like gosh you're like moving all the time <laughs> and some of it's just like my natural personality but some of it also i think is just coming out in different types of of mental health issues right now so that's where really the sleep thing is like really coming front and center right now and as i thought about this episode and as we like brought in more articles and my conversations with a mental health therapist I'm like i think this is where it is like this is what's going on You had mentioned something really, really good, and this was in in that article, Amy, where you said, in denying our truth, we begin to live inauthentically with ourselves and with the world. We lose connection with ourselves, making it difficult for others to connect and relate to us. And when Amy read this to me, I was like, we have to put that in. Like that part right there is so powerful. Like When you lose yourself so much that it makes it hard for you to connect with yourself and for other people to connect with you. Like, that's when you know that you are covering things up for way too long. Like, I was making it really hard. I was making it harder for the people who I love most, um, people like Amy, people like my mother, people like Colin, to connect with me because I had lost a lot of that connection with myself. And... Having these open and honest conversations with the people that you love most is really important because they can know what's truly on your heart. And if you have done that and you still aren't finding that it's comfortable or you're still having the same thoughts of being off, talking to a mental health therapist can be the best next step. And Amy and I, we both use mental health therapists. We toss around the names of Kristen and, and Susan <laughs> like like they're some of our best friends. But they, they really, they honestly, they know so much about us. And we just encourage you that if you're having these feelings, if you're not feeling like yourself, like talking to a professional about these can be so, so helpful. They're available 24-7. I mean, obviously, they sleep. But you can always write in little chats. And that's been really helpful these last couple of weeks, just as we kind of figure out the little things that we can do during the week to make it for a better tomorrow. And we do want to remind you guys that they are a partner of ours. So you guys can get 10% off your first month by going to betterhelp.com backslash herself. And again, that's BetterHelp h backslash herself. And that's 10% off your first month.
1: I think another layer of this conversation that makes things difficult is if you're known for something. So if you're known to have a certain disposition, your friends think of you as happy, fun, productive, whatever, fill in the blank, and that's not the way that you're feeling, it can be really hard for you to show up authentically in that friendship because you you feel like you're supposed to play the role that you've always played, mm-hmm. even if you don't feel that way right now. So I know in the past, a lot of my followers would look to me as someone that was very positive. I would always get DMs. It wasn't even like I was like trying to show that I was positive all the time. It's just like, that's really what they got from watching my story. I have gotten countless DMs. How are you so positive? Like, what do you do to be so positive? I'm like, you know, it didn't feel like I was trying hard to be. Like, I think things were going pretty well for me, <laughs> Like, <laughs> to be honest with you guys. And so this year it felt a little bit unnerving to not be feeling myself. And then I just feel this pull to show up authentically and to show up who I am. I just don't feel like I could be someone on Instagram and, and not that person in real life. So sharing that stuff was hard and it was not like my normal disposition or storyline But I think what was really cool is what happened was that people could really relate to me and um, they could feel that authenticity. But a lot of other people were going through really hard things and it felt like it was uh, helpful and productive for both parties that it was acknowledged because a lot of the things that we can see about influencers, podcasters, whomever is that they're out of touch with reality. <laughs> like they're not living, they're not feeling the way that everyone else is feeling. And um, so I am so glad that it all happened and that I was honest because I just found out like, okay, I'm really not alone. This is like something that a lot of people are going through. I think another thing that is really hard for us as women, at least what I feel like I'm taught is that a good partner is a woman that is communicating effectively. A good mom is never going to show anger towards her children, like blah, blah, blah. Essentially, I feel like I'm being taught right now that I need to bottle up my emotions. And I think that the more I think about that, I I think that's why a lot of us are having trouble right now. And I know from running these communities, something that moms are really struggling with right now is mom rage. And I think that's because we're suppressing so much of our emotions in real time to try to show up as these really great partners and these really great parents. But then we're just collecting pressure in a bottle and the mom rage is when the top pops off. And it all comes out because we've suppressed it for so long. So instead of having like a little bit of an elevated reaction to your child, that's when like the real like the real feeling of rage can come out. So that's something that I'm working through right now. I, I was telling Abby before we started this episode is like, I have to make sure that I am not trying to be like perfect. I raise my voice sometimes with my children. Sometimes I need to give true a real-time feedback. <laughs> um, and I used to be so hard on myself about that. Like I wanted, I was like seeking to be perfect, but I feel like I'm moving to a better state of mental health by allowing myself to have some healthy reactions, you know, showing those and letting go of some of the guilt of imperfection, but rather seeing it as just being a human so well said and if you think about like that bottle of pop would you say soda or do you say pop I don't know I was thinking I was in I was picturing champagne
0: oh let's do champagne there we go okay
1: (laughs) and if you just like the cork really flies off when (laughs) when you get it but if you just keep on like shaking
0: that bottle of champagne if you like don't let it sit down in between like think about if you just raise your voice a little bit and then compose yourself, like that's just letting the bottle sit. Like it gets shaken up and then you let it sit. But if you just keep shaking it and shaking it and shaking it, it's it's gonna explode everywhere. Like it's going yeah. to. And does that feel better than having little little bits of human reaction every now and then? I think that we should have a little bit of human reaction. <laughs> that's yeah. what I think.
1: The the thing is I feel like it's the new way to suppress women. Like now we're being taught to just be like good girls. Because we're so emotionally intelligent that we should never have a reaction. Well, and that's just not possible. Like, it's it's not
0: human to do that. So where do we go from here? Like, what are we able to do with this information? And for starters, like, let yourself name that emotion. What are you feeling? What are you truly feeling? It's not the mom rage that comes out at the end of it. It's little things along the way that you really need to verbalize. Like you need to say them out loud so they can come through your mouth and actually get out of your body. Like just think of that and picture that in your mind of those feelings and emotions leaving your body in a healthy way instead of letting that champagne bottle crash and and spill everywhere. And by releasing your tension, you're really releasing your truth. I'm working on this. I'm working on this with my relationship with myself. I'm allowing myself to be honest i'm allowing myself to be vulnerable i'm letting like those feelings really come to the surface and not trying to push them down i know i can do a better job of this like it's for years and years and years it's been easier to fix it it's been easier to to do something to cover it up but i think with the pandemic with the news with our baby having down syndrome in the middle of the pandemic having less support like all those all of those really hard things coming up at once really made this part be more real <laughs> than ever that we have to allow space We have to allow space inside of all these relationships, not only with yourself, but with the people who are closest with you so that they can also express their true feelings. And I think a big piece of this that's missing is self-compassion. So if we continue to think of only like looking on the bright side or it could be worse or this is what somebody else is going through, be thankful. You're not really letting your heart speak. And it might be as small as... Just putting one foot in front of the other. Like if that's all you can do today is just survive and put one foot in front of the other, like call that your win. Call that your win. And to me, this means to learn to love the world, but also to allow yourself to get really, really quiet and to learn what all of those thoughts, all of those pieces, all those words actually mean to you and all those titles and who you are at your core.
1: And like I mentioned before, I think another piece is like, if you're really allowing yourself to be authentic, even if it's not the most popular thing in the world, it allows you to grow the connections that you do have deeper. And that feels better than a million surface level connections, you know, I know people are gonna appreciate you guys when you show up authentically more than you can imagine. So for me, this year, I have been making sure that I am well cared for so that I am able to process what I need. You guys know I've been working my with my therapist for about a year now, and then I just saw a doctor to do some blood work because I know I'm not feeling myself and that is that's okay like we're saying it's okay to to be more down than normal but for me I was like I just think that there is something going on that I just want to make sure I'm giving my mind and my body the support that it needs I read another article, and in it, clinical health psychologist Natalie DeTillo was talking about toxic positivity. She said, it results from our tendency to undervalue negative emotional experiences and overvalue positive ones. She said, it's really good and it makes you feel better to be positive, but you can also overdo it and then it makes us sick I loved that piece of it like the first quote we undervalue our negative emotions like we want to run away we think they're bad but they can like shape us and change us and make us empathetic and sympathetic and it's such a beautiful part of life to have to walk through some hard times and um, and go through adverse things. It really does help us be who we are without spinning them positive. And then what she said about positivity, and if we overdo it, it can make us sick. Like that made so much sense to me. Like Too much of a good thing is not a good thing. So to be able to say, okay, I don't have to spin my entire life narrative positively. Like I could just, this could be the year that was a really hard year and that would be okay. So from this episode, we just hope that we have served you guys a little push to not judge your feelings as much. Emotions are not inherently good or bad, but emotions are are meant to be felt and to be respected. So if you're able to get to a a space where you can experience all of your emotions, your mental health will certainly be positively benefited.
0: And as we all know, Instagram can be a highlight reel of just all the positive things that happen in people's lives. And this conversation, it can be, it can be brought to the forefront a lot more in the whole social media world. So It would be the biggest honor for you to share this in your story. Let us know what you're thinking about it. Um, And yeah, just to share that all emotions are okay. It's part of the human experience. Nothing's good. Nothing's bad. And we are all here for it.